I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. Let's talk about judicial activism. Tom Gann, Representative Tom Gann here. Uh, Tom, I, I really enjoy conversation with you because I think it's important that we wrap our heads around it just as a voting population. Um, you're talking about judicial activism as it relates to private property rights. Can you describe why this is important to understand? It, it's important to understand because there's because when you have a contract, we have contract law in America, and, and you, uh, you have an agreement, an ascension to an agreement between another party, and then you allow uh, each party to... Uh, uh, to meet the demands of the contract, and so the, the per person can either be either be paid in mutual agreement, and, and all that takes place. However, when you have uncertainty here, and you go to before an activist judge, as they're very activist in, in this part of the country, especially in in our metropolitan areas, and you get there and you have an agreement between a tenant, and they're supposed to pay you, and if they don't, you can evict them, and you go before the judge, and he says, "Well, no, we're going to extend it another 30 days." That creates a tremendous amount of uncertainty due to that judicial that judge's activism, and so, it doesn't seem to me happen. It doesn't happen in a car loan. You know, you can't you can't get that interest rate down, or you can't get your note extended another twelve months. What you're saying is what you're saying is I have a lease. Let's say I'm a property owner. I have a lease with a tenant, and that tenant says you're you're going to pay this much on this date, and the lease expires at such and such a date, uh, say a year. And if it, if it expires, then uh, it automatically, this is Landlord and Tenant Act, says that yes. it automatically renews for a 30-day period until, it's, until you get 30-day notice, so you're the landlord or the tenant, either one can give 30-day notice, even once it reaches the original expiration date. Various things like that exist in the lease. What you're saying yeah. is, let's say a dispute comes up, someone's, uh, the tenant's late on rent, or uh, the landlord says, hey, I'm through with this lease, we're going uh, to move on, do something else, so I'm not going to renew it. Uh, you're saying a judge, th there could be a dispute, it goes before a judge, and the judge changes the terms of the lease and says, well, this isn't quite fair, so I'm going to give you an extra 30 days, even though you haven't made your mortgage payment, or... I'm going to extend this an extra couple of months because uh, you had some hardships in your life. And uh, re regardless of what the Landlord and Tenant Act says or the, the lease says, I'm going to come up with new terms. And that's essentially taking the property by law, by judgment, that's taking the property away from its rightful owner because they don't have the rights that they're supposed to have. Exactly. They're, the tenant, in effect, is paying for the paying for certain days to live there and if they're past due on the rent that's five days and then you got five day notice and then you're out 10 days for uh other things uh, according to the terms of the lease so you're 30 days out before you can ever get a decision on uh by the judge to evict them and so when you get to that point you're 30 days out they haven't paid since the first of the month and then the judge says well we'll make a judgment and go another 30 days you're out 60 days rent now and they get to live in your place for free, and it's just it's just outrageous. And I don't understand why, other than the fact that it's just judicial activism. It's soft-hearted judges or or uh, 
just uh, a mindset that creates a scenario. And, you know, there's a difference between, here's another thing I found, there's a difference between eviction filings and then actual evictions. Eviction is a tool. It's the only tool that the landlord has, that threat of being kicked out of your place is the only tool they have to make the person pay. Well, I don't and even, so, by the way, I'm even going to change some of the words you're saying here because I don't even like saying the landlord. That's the only tool that the private property owner, the person who yes. owns the property, has to get their property back when the person they were letting live there isn't paying rent or, or is damaging the property or doing something that's destructive to that private property owner. Because I think landlord brings with it this uh, this rich, this rich um, uh, privileged position, and I'll tell you what I have plunged more toilets as a landlord. I've cleaned up <laughs> more messes from from disgusting people who have have torn up my property, and it is not a glamorous job. There's a lot of work and a lot of lost weekends while my friends are out at the lake. And that's what the private property owner is. That's who the landlord is. And they're providing a service to the public. We have to support those private property owners who are called landlords. Yes, and, and landlord is kind of an ancient term, but the property owner, and property should be, a, it is a better term because your, your property that you buy and that you have title to is an extension of yourself. Your, your, your person is your first property. And, and, and that is exactly right, but it's... So if if there's not if there's not a clear path to get your money through the eviction process, then it creates uncertainty, and people say, "Do I want to risk my capital in this venture, and or do I want to invest in something else?" And that's that's the key thing here that we we need we need more property owners renting their homes to people who need them. Well, you and bring you up good have points. That. You bring up good points. Uh, we um, we we get lost in the terminology, and it you know it seems like housing is a basic right and and things. But if we it's still something that's owned by an individual and they have to pay their own bills. If you go to a car dealership, and uh, let's say you have some kind of uh, you take something to court, they're not going to change the terms of the loan or the terms of your mortgage if you're if you've got a house. You you live within the boundaries of the agreement. The judge is there is to, is there to determine who was right and who was wrong, not uh -huh. to change the terms. That's correct. That's correct. And people need to understand that it's it's the terms of the legal document that they sign, not because uh, the person is a bad person for wanting his return or what you told that person you would pay. And it's regardless of the circumstances, life happens to everybody. And that's a part of your personal responsibility to have a little setback in case you do hit a snag and you have to rely on your savings or it's that's personal management. And so that that can't all fall into society or, or people who own property. There are also there are also some great organizations who help tenants yes. out in these situations. And and ultimately, we need we need to uh, rely on those as a buffer, not as the individual uh, uh, landlord. If the tenant doesn't have their own savings to take care of it, because it uh, it really it transfers the burden in a in a very unfair and unhealthy way, unhealthy for the economy and the uh, providers of this housing. Tom, always good to talk to you, Representative Tom Gann, yeah, and uh, look forward to having you back. You bet. Thank you. 
You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.